0: Another episode of ballers beers and banter i am your host dave and i'm one of three musketeers with me are my other two anthony and most what's up hello so we are recording monday night september 14th the monday night football game has just finished and uh, i unfortunately wasn't able to watch it closely as i was uh, working uh, a little bit. Well, one so of I'm, two games. Well, yeah,
1: one of two. games. One of
0: two. Sorry, yeah, we're in between the uh, the two games. Gotta love the back to back. So, I'd really love to hear from you guys your th- just general thoughts on the game as it's fresh in your minds. Let's start with uh, Moose.
2: What uh, did you think? Lots of lots of rust being shaken off. Um, I, I think the bit one of the biggest things to take away from the game. I I thought the the New York Giants defense looked amazing.
1: Yeah, but definitely I don't know if better. <laughs>
2: I don't know if that's looked just amazing? because, that's, yeah. That's but I I don't know bold. if that's just because the
1: Pittsburgh Steelers looked terrible in the first half. Okay. Well, I know the Giants' front line looks better than everyone thought, but uh, Pittsburgh wore them down. So I guess we'll see. Um, we'll see the next three weeks because I, I know they have a tough start of the season. So we'll see if that D can hold up and stay they have true. A very tough start of the season. That's right. Blake Martinez
2: looked fantastic out there. Yeah, he did.
0: All right, so, you know, based off the game so the uh, Steelers won, of course, 26 to 16. Um, who are the notable standouts for fantasy in the game?
1: Juju, this is the Juju we were looking for last year, but he's looking good. Um and then yeah, pretty much that was the main guy to look at. Like, uh, everybody else on the Giants did, like, okay, the receivers. Oh, well, um, Darren Slayton looked Slayton, fantastic. Yeah, he he outproduced his uh, projection. Um, but I think that'll change week to week. Sometimes it'll be Shepard. Sometimes he's the big play guy, so they need well, big the... plays this week to catch up. So And therein lies the big
0: question for the New York Giants. And my question to you guys is, who is, if you had to say after the first game, who is the... Number one wide receiver for the Giants.
1: Uh be Slayton. Well, I, I don't think so. I, it looked like it was Shepard in the first half, and I think they had to go to Slayton because they were playing from behind. But I think week to week, I think Shepard will be the, the guy that gets targeted more. I think Slayton will be able to do more with less targets, but I think Shepard's their go-to guy.
0: Darius Slayton had nine targets, six receptions, 102 yards, and of course, those two TDs. Uh, Shepard was only six receptions, caught all six balls for 47 yards.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah but, but I mean, the guy in New York is Saquon Barkley, even though he Clearly. got shut down. He got shut down behind the line quite a few times. But yeah. uh, man, when he gets going.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Awful stat line for him rushing 15 attempts for six yards because he had a couple of. Negative plays in there, and uh, but he did. He was targeted nine times for six catches, sixty yards, and that Pittsburgh D. Pittsburgh D is one of the best in the league, so oh, yeah. I wouldn't panic too much if you have any uh, any of those guys. Evan Ingram, for example, he was pretty invisible for the game.
1: Uh, they tried to go to him like Shepard. I would say like I, he dropped a couple balls, which was not too good for like if you own him it doesn't look very good but uh he'll get targeted so I wouldn't worry about him okay fair enough
0: and over on the Steelers side where already mentioned Juju how did Big Ben look I think this offense is going to be all the fantasy options on Pittsburgh will be dictated by how well Ben Roethlisberger plays so did he look like his, the old Ben did he look like a, a coming off
2: of injury Ben what did you think uh, Anthony do we say it at the same time yeah
1: he, he looks old. old. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But, so uh, you're concerned about Big Ben?
1: Well, we all like <laughs> he should have retired already. But like, uh, I guess the reassuring thing, I guess, if you have him as like a backup uh, QB or you know you want to look at him as a streamer week to week, like he his throws. W- look better than Breeze and Brady. So I guess that'll give you a bit of faith. But, uh, yeah, that's but, the important but he, piece. But he, like, uh, Moose was saying before the, uh, uh, as we were talking before we started recording that, uh, he already looks like he played 16 games. So we'll see yeah, how and he does. Another
2: thing to, to take into account, we said it on yesterday's podcast. This is week one. There was no preseason. Um, You know, this is their first time in a real game situation. So maybe week two we'll see something different, but he definitely looks like he hasn't played for an entire season. And uh which is the case, yeah. Yeah, which is the case, and there's there's definite room for improvement. Really, you could say he hasn't played for two, like in two
0: years, because he only played the first what half of the first game last year. Yeah. Right, so it's essentially been a year plus whatever. Whenever they finish in December, so a year plus, maybe eighteen months since he's played significantly. So there is a lot of rust there to kick off. But but yeah. I'm glad to hear that the the his if his throwing motion was good, and he had zip on the ball. Um, I think that's the important piece. You know, Big Ben's probably not going to be a, a major sought after target himself in fantasy, but the, the receivers on Pittsburgh will, as well as running backs, um, and it, they're going to need Big Ben to be good. While we're mentioning running backs, what happened to James Conner? He did not play basically after the first quarter. What's the deal?
1: Well, I'll lead this one off. I will start. Well, he he was questionable to return. He got hurt in the first half uh, with an ankle injury. And then he was questionable, so they didn't bring him back in the game. And Benny Snell Jr. took over. Um, But I will say this. I have said this last year, but we didn't have a podcast last year. But I did also say this year that Conner... You gotta beware of him. He's very injury prone. And he's he's not just like he's gonna be injured and be out for the season. He's the annoying type of injured player where he'll start the game banged up. At, banged up and they're like, Oh, you know, we'll limit him during the game. And like, do you like he's not a guy that you'll be confident starting week in, week out because you don't know how healthy he is from game to game. So yeah, we'll get into Benny Snell when it gets to the the waiver wire segment. But um, yeah, like uh, but Benny I, Snell I looked, people, looks good. He runs violently. I love it. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah well, and that's answer, kind of his attitude. Go ahead, Mister. To answer the the first the main question, uh, James Conner l- looked healthy. He was bouncing around on the sideline. He was staying warm. I, I re- really I think they just didn't put him back in because they were up. Um, and they just wanted to keep him healthy. And obviously, they have that luxury because
0: Benny Snell's good. Their the Pittsburgh goal lines is very strong. Uh, of course, they did lose Zach Banner, who's a he's a rookie or a second year guy who had an amazing training camp. And was he the right? Is he the right tackle, guys?
1: Uh, Zach Banner, he's right tackle
0: or right guard? I can't remember, but that's a significant loss for them. Yeah. So something to be aware of there, but uh, yeah. James Connor, that frust- could be potentially frustrating there for sure. Anything else on that game before we move on?
1: No, let's uh, let's move on. Let's
0: Did, move on. We didn't uh, we didn't even do our beer segment. I know. I was about to say uh, before we
1: get into more brass tacks, let's uh, let's talk about your beers. What are you guys drinking? I've got a. Uh... Old Style Pilsner, 6.1%. Oh, I like Old Style Pilsner from Shameless, I believe. Oh, and um, just to mention with that beer, it is not the tall can that I usually drink like from the Mill Street Brewery because um, after last episode, Dave and I have a beer bet. Um, Will Melvin Gordon or Lindsay have more fantasy points tonight? So I bought smaller... It's a one-off. Yeah, I bought a smaller can of beers in case I lose and I have to shotgun my beer for losing the bet.
0: Well, we won't know before this podcast is over. So should we? Like, we we can cash in on that on Thursday's episode, exactly, I guess. or the but, the uh, one that airs Friday morning. Exactly.
2: Okay. I think uh, maybe we should always have a Monday night bet so that we can have Thirsty Thursday. Ooh. Oh,
0: Moose! You know, Jeez. there's a reason we there's a reason we have you on the podcast, Moose, and it's great ideas like that. Yeah the thirsty thursday
2: that's great okay
0: yeah um all right so you got an old-time pilsner uh what do you got moose
2: uh i'm cashing in on the sober carpenter that i bought a couple of episodes ago <laughs> by a- by accident by accident <laughs> can to give it a whirl oh that's awesome okay it's an irish red an irish red
0: okay very nice and I am drinking uh, Moose. If you recall, Moose visited uh, me out west a uh, year back. And we went to Salt Spring Island, which is like the birthplace of everything environmentally friendly. Um, and we went to their brewery, Salt Spring Brewery. And we had an extra special bitter ale um, from Salt Spring Brewery. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm drinking, Moose. Do you recall that, Moose?
2: I, I, do, I think I still have the hat. Well, you, d- you definitely still have the hat.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying that right now. All right, we're watching the game in the background. Kind of hard not to react to some of these big plays happening, but we won't. Um, yeah. What we want to hear now that we're uh, we've done the beer portion is uh, over to you, Anthony, with some recaps on injuries. There seems to have been I don't know if it's because people have been in you know we're in quarantine, they weren't able to work out as much or what it is, but it seems like there's been more injuries in training camp in week one. Something you really need to be aware of as fantasy players. So hit us with the injuries that we need to know.
1: Yeah, some notable ones. Um, I'll start with the ones. Like I know by the time everybody listens to this episode, it won't be relevant to them. But I, I thought I would just mention it. We did warn you guys about Cortland Sutton. He will not be playing tonight with a AC a sprained AC joint. So hopefully you guys took him out of your lineup and either put in Judy if you had the option, or um, you know any anybody else from your bench. Um, and as well tonight, since you didn't hear us mention him, Golden Tate did not play. Um, so, Good point. moving on to the other. Well, players. and an
0: important, an important point for new players, new to fantasy, is if you have an injury and the player is playing Monday night or Sunday night, and you don't know whether or not they're going to play, usually it's safe to assume they're not going to play. Yeah. And 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 put someone else in your lineup because you don't want to risk it and then get to the point where that's your only option. You have no one else to to sub out because you don't have any anyone else playing Sunday night or Monday night. So, yeah, just something and the for new
1: players to be aware of. And somebody like uh like a team like the Broncos, like there's no sh- sure in like third receiver, so you don't want to gamble with that. Yeah. But anyways, um so getting into the injuries, Debo Samuel, a setback sent him to IR. Yeah. Um, so he was real sore after, uh, you know, doing some running and then he didn't feel good while doing it. So it's not season ending IR. So I think he can still come back to the team. Uh, like, I think it's like four to six weeks he'll be out. I think that's usually how it works. Um, another injury on the 49ers is George Kittle. He has a knee yep. sprain. Um, they said they're still not sure in his status. Uh they said they'll see later on in the week, but um, I don't know. I have a bad feeling that he might not play this week.
2: Well, and he, that, came, he came he came back and played again. He, yeah, he played he was, he in was that not same even game. he was like I think
0: he was targeted zero times in the second half. Yeah.
2: No, no, but the fact is he was moving.
0: He was,
1: he was yes, not debilitated. He, right.
0: So it's not a yeah, it's not a super serious injury like requiring surgery. Hopefully right, not but he could have
1: aggravated something coming back in the game. Kind of like, it, yeah. it's not a serious, I'll get into it after, but Le'Veon Bell, it was the same thing. They brought him back in the game, and it made matters worse, and now, well, I'll just get into it. Le'Veon Bell will probably be out a couple, two to four weeks, they said something like that. So, <laughs> these players can't, like, if they feel... yeah. Like they've hurt themselves, they should just sit out. And Adam Gaze is a friggin' moron. I don't know why he's coaching. How do you really feel, Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Um, so yeah, and again, these are these are
0: kind of the like the with the kittle knee thing, it's kind of similar to James Conner, I feel like it's one of those banged up injuries. So you're never gonna know as he's starting, and then if he is playing, how limited is he gonna be? Because they'll use him just for blocking, you know, if if that's all he can do, if he doesn't have his his explosiveness. So Trouble if you're a kid loner.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh getting back into it. Um Le'Veon Bell, uh, I would put him on your bench. Uh I believe it's his hamstring and as far as his backups, you have Josh Adams and Frank Gore. I don't know who's gonna get more touches. Frank Gore's old, but uh he plays like a youngster. But uh Well,
0: and we do have that beer bet with you both Moose and I, that Frank
1: will finish with more rush yards than Love Bell. So, right. We'll see. We're,
0: we're, thinking, we're thinking it's looking good so far.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, bigger news uh, Marlon Mack officially out. He has a torn Achilles. Yeah. So, poor guy. Um, Frank Reich uh, said that Jonathan Taylor is the lead back, but uh, Naheem Hines will be heavily featured as well. Yeah, so I think we'll, like he was we'll, in game we'll get to
0: that in the waiver wire part for sure.
1: Exactly. A uh, couple more notable ones. Uh, Michael Thomas. He suffered a high ankle injury at the end of the game. Uh, didn't... It, it was like... It looked kind of sketch when he went down. Um, but keep an eye on him. They play on the in the Monday night game, so he has an extra day recovery. So pay attention to that. Uh, but...
0: Uh, again, that Monday night issue. So, if you're not sure if he's playing or not, right,
2: you might have to make the decision earlier. Right. Um, also, or just pick up Emmanuel Sanders. Something uh, notable about the Colts as well. Apparently, Lamar Miller was over in
1: Indianapolis today. Oh, yeah. well, let's finish with the uh, let's finish with the injuries, and then we'll get there. Yeah, yeah,
2: have, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's part of the injuries.
0: Why? Yes, also part of the waiver wire stuff. But go ahead, continue, Anthony, please.
1: Yeah, uh, Blake Jarwin, for all you Blake Jarwin truthers or believers and thought he would be a sleeper, uh, he is out for the season. Torn ACL. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with his ability. It has
0: to do with he got
1: injured. Yeah, he got injured. But uh, I'm saying for all the people that believed in him, like, unfortunately for you guys, like, you don't get to see him break out. Right. Um, Yeah. So then some... I don't know. These ones are a little less important. Uh, Well, they're all important, but uh, tight end David Njoku, uh, he's going to the IR with a knee injury. Um, I guess people were surprised that he had the production that he did with Austin Hooper over there. But uh, yeah, he's out, so I guess get ready for Austin Hooper time. Yeah, does that increase the value of Austin Hooper, you think? I believe so. Okay. Doesn't have anybody to compete with at the tight end position anymore, and then uh, Duke Johnson. Well, he does. Uh, there is the rookie um, Moose. Was it Harrison Bryant
0: or Hunter Bryant? Harrison Bryant.
2: Harrison. I yeah. think. I think everyone in Cleveland is capped talent wise until yeah. Baker Mayfield
1: gets a little bit. Yeah, better. that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Maybe.
1: Um. Yeah, and then I have Duke Johnson. I uh, sprained his ankle on Thursday night. He's week to week. So I don't know if uh, some of you people were thinking of playing, making him a sneaky play in your flex uh, on certain weeks, but uh, just keep an eye on that. He's week to week. So he shouldn't be out too long. Maybe, maybe a week or two, but okay, uh, good to know.
0: Yeah. I got a question for you guys. Um, again, for those new players out there, new to fantasy, at what point do you, drop an injured player? And at what point do you just put them on your bench and stash them? Is there, like, do you have a, a set thing if they're on IR or if they are missing a certain number of weeks? Or does it depend how good the player is? What are your thoughts? I want to hear from Moose first.
2: Well, I think there's so many variables. I mean, if yeah. it's a, if it's one of your top guys, you, you keep them. If, you know, it, I don't think that you just – it's really what, what's Fight going on on – it, it, well, yeah. no, but it it, go, it depends on what's going on in your bench. Like, if you have other players that you can fill in, then by all means replace them on the bench. But it, you know, if your bench is full of wide receivers and you need a running back, I mean, you know, and you don't want to get rid of those wide receivers, then then you got to drop that injured player. So I, you know, I don't think there's there's any really right or wrong way. Yeah, I mean, you, you keep your studs and you drop
1: the rest. Yeah, okay, I'm- and for you, for you new commissioners out there, uh, especially if you're using Sleeper, I'm not sure about the other platforms because we don't use them anymore, but talking about IR, uh, the IR spots could be adjusted that it can include suspended and out players, right? Um, players on the pup list. So basically, depending how you set your league, it'll also depend on that because you could get you could have one of those leagues where you could put the out players uh, or depending how they list the week to week players, you can even stick them on the IR. But like Moose said, it depends on what you have on your bench and everything. Like for example, Le'Veon Bell and Duke Johnson, they're not serious injuries. I would, if you can't put them on your IR, I would keep them on your bench for now. But yeah. a player like, um, I, I don't think it's worth to keep Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel on your team because he'll be out for six to eight weeks. So, I, I don't know if he will even be able to make a big impact when he comes back, or if you know it'll be too late. Is it definitely six to eight weeks? Well, see, uh, he's not on season-ending IR. I know that when you put a player on IR, they're out for a certain amount of weeks. I don't know if somebody. I can think check minimum that is three.
0: Minimum is three, three weeks that he'll he can't he can't play.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, something along um, those lines. Yeah, but so so
2: let's use Debo as as an example then. So in in the case of Debo Samuels, you you take a look at uh, the 49ers. There's not many other receiving options. So when he comes back, he might have some rust to shake off. But, you know, he's definitely going to make some sort of impact. So he's someone that, you know, I would suggest keeping on your bench because you know the talent's there. You know there's opportunity. Don't give it to another, uh, you know, player in your league. So personally,
0: I – to me, I I would not because Debo yeah. is someone you probably drafted in the seven, eight, nine round range. So he's not one of your studs necessarily. He could turn into a stud, but he's not necessarily that important. So to me, he's droppable. But Michael Thomas, James Connor, Lev Bell, these are probably guys you don't want to drop. Yeah. So if you have any of those guys, don't drop them. <laughs> Cortland Sutton, even, don't drop those guys yet. <laughs> Duke Johnson, yeah, go ahead and drop him. If that sounds right sure okay all right that's enough advice for the noobs let's get into waiver wire madness you guys ready for the first waiver wire edition of the podcast oh absolutely okay so what we're going to do is we're going to go position by position and each of us are going to give for wide receiver and running back we're going to give two uh, waiver wire options um, attractive people to be picked up on the waiver wire and then we're going to do one for tight end qb we're going to do defense guys or just mentioned some streaming options for defense. Yeah, we could we yeah. could definitely do defense. Okay, kicker, we're not going to do. Basically, pick kickers on good teams, or if they're playing a bad defense, then that's how you can stream. Um, let's start with running back, guys. Does that get sound good to you? Yep. Let's do right. it. running back, and let's lead off with Moose. Moose, some running back waiver wire pickups for the week. Since Moose is the legend on the waiver wire,
2: yeah. We're lead with
1: you, let's yeah. Well. Hand.
2: I would say what's important to note here is that you don't need to pick up people every week on the waiver wire. So this is only if uh, you need a running back. Um, because as we mentioned, you have a certain amount of spots on your bench. And, you know, sometimes dropping someone just to pick up someone needlessly uh, might cost you. Right. Very good so point. <laughs> if your top three running backs are fine, you probably don't need someone. Exactly. So I, I would say based off of week one, um, if you're looking for a running back, somebody I would pick up, but not as your final solution, but maybe just to get you through the next couple of weeks, would probably be Malcolm Brown. Um, he was on my list as well? Yeah, he's clearly going to be, uh, at, at minimum, their goal line back, and he looked pretty good on Sunday look great. The Rams look great,
0: and uh, he should be their featured guy for now.
1: And I believe he also did, he also scored a couple touchdowns week one last year as well, so don't don't blow this week out of proportion. Like, yeah. well,
2: as, as I said, he's
1: yeah, it's exactly. not
2: your final solution, but yeah. uh, he'll get you by if you're in a pinch. Probably as the season goes on, we'll see more and more Cam Akers, but for, certainly for now, Malcolm Brown, a very good. But
1: option. it definitely looks better than last year, because Todd Gurley was there, and we know Todd Gurley was the guy, but this year, it's a running back by committee, so if he continues to play like this, it could be good. But like Moose said, uh, Moose worded it perfectly, so go on that.
0: Fantastic. I'll go next, and I'll hit you with, uh, since I have this guy in my, <laughs> in my beer bet with Anthony, <laughs> I'm going to go with Los Angeles Chargers running back Josh Kelly. Um Josh Kelly saw 12 rush attempts, um, and he did well. Uh, with those attempts, and I think he got about 10 or 11 fantasy points in half-point PPR, and he's a rookie. So, you know, the fact that they're using him that much in game one, I think they're going to continue to use him well. Um, and again, Austin Eckler, still the number one guy there, but, you know, should be used out of the backfield, to get catching pass out of the backfield more, even though he only had one catch. I think Josh Kelly is going to be... Um, you Know counted on a lot for uh, some of those through the between the tackles runs and uh, very could be a very serviceable running back. So I'm going Josh Kelly as my first waiver wire running back pickup. What do you guys think of that?
1: I think it's pretty good. But uh, Lynn came out today, Anthony Lynn, the coach of the LA Chargers, and said that. It's a priority to get Eckler more touches. Yes. But uh, when you, when we were looking, you said Eckler had 19 touches yesterday, I believe?
0: Rushes. Uh, one, he had one reception. One reception.
1: Yeah. But he had 19 attempts or 19 rush yards? 19 attempts, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So we were our beer bets based on attempts, correct? Correct. Yeah. So 19 puts him just above the pace that I need for him to... <laughs> complete the 220 so we're both ahead of uh schedule here so yeah so dave uh, i
2: i definitely like that waiver wire pick um but i think it's too early like uh i unless you unless you have a, someone else who's a throwaway on your bench um i i don't know if i'd pick them up just yet because i think i think there's still too many question marks in that backfield yeah, fair enough. In terms of usage, uh, you, you might be but, early. Might be early, but uh, I d- definitely he's someone to keep an eye on on the waiver wires.
1: That's that's one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, Anthony, just with your first.
1: Yeah, and just uh, for also for all you noobs, you can put players on your watch list that are on the waiver wire, so use that option. On sleeper, um, so, yeah, on sleeper. So my pickup is going to be Naim Hines. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, another one on my list. I saved it for you, Anthony, because I knew you
1: were going to go for it. You've Thanks, been on uh, You've been on Hines from the beginning. Yeah, so I love it even more. Unfortunately, because Marlon Mack has a season-ending injury, um, Jonathan Taylor is a rookie. Um, so yeah, he's going to be the lead back. Like I said earlier on in the episode, but he is a rookie. Rookies will make mistakes. Naim Hines has been a on this team for a while now I think it's been three or four years and he's a pass catching back which Philip Rivers loves throwing to love clearly yeah (laughs) and not only that he got two touchdowns this past week one rushing one receiving so I think he is a sure thing to give you production every week he's not going to give you 23.3 fantasy points every week, but I think he, he's worth a pickup already.
0: I think he's got to be the number one waiver wire target for running backs this week, unless yeah. James Connors injury is serious, in which case Benny Snell could make a case for that. But uh, I
2: think Naheem Hines whoa, is right
1: there. Whoa, do don't Don't ruin my second
2: guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, on the subject of uh, Naeem Hines, like uh, I had mentioned earlier... Uh, Lamar Miller was apparently in Indianapolis today, which, uh, depending on the results of his visit, could also factor into all of this.
1: Yeah, but I, I think the only reason for that is if another one of them goes down, they're just down to one guy. So even Devontae Freeman says there there are four teams that he's deciding to go to now. So it's gonna be, I believe, it's gonna be official that he's gonna go to a team within the next week or two.
0: Interesting. So that could be a way where I pick up right there. And in in, in in and of itself, I wouldn't worry too much about Lamar Miller, uh, you know, yeah. impacting Jonathan Taylor, Naheem's, Naheem Hines' production the way Marlon Mack would have. Um, you know, yeah. I think JT and Naheem Hines will still both be phenomenal options, uh, especially Jonathan Taylor.
2: If I mean, um, there's, there's no Miller's doubt, there. but it's just something to monitor because. Definitely. Who knows? Yeah, yep, fair enough. And like, you know, Jonathan Taylor's
0: probably owned in pretty much hundred percent leagues. So there's no effect there, but Naheem Hines, I don't think he necessarily is affected too much by Lamar Miller because again, he's going to be passing catch, uh, catching passes out of the backfield mainly, which Lamar Miller won't be. All right. Moose, you want to hit us with your second one?
2: Um, I don't really have a second one because I mean, I think that's, I, I think that's about it for, Notable people, but I think if you're, if you're really in a desperation, um, Josh Adams, Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, these guys are all, uh, if you're in a, if you're in a real pinch, you, you can pick them up for sure. Um, if I had to go for one more, I'll, I'll save,
0: uh, Benny Snell for Anthony to talk about. Um, but I think, uh, James Robinson looked fantastic, uh, in Jacksonville and he was clearly their main guy. I think he got all the, he got a hundred percent of the rush, uh, attempts for Jacksonville. So he could be an option. And uh Chase Evans, if Chase Evans is not already owned in your league, I think in a lot of leagues yeah. he's already is. But uh Kenyon Drake looked suspiciously off. And with that whole walking boot situation, could be an injury there. So Chase Evans could end up being a really big pickup.
1: Yeah. And mine is more based on uh, I guess the owners of James Connor. Uh yes. so Benny Snell Jr. Uh, like I said I don't trust Connor to stay healthy enough throughout the season so I would say like it's it's not an urgent waiver wire pickup like you don't need to rush there so just for the Connor owners have him as a handcuff um and just another one to maybe throw out there the backfield in Washington is all over the place um I would say maybe just put Peyton Barber on your watch list he only had 17 uh, he only had 29 rush yards, um, but he had two touchdowns. So you got the, uh, the red zone touches. So just keep an eye on him. It's, I think Gibson will eventually be the guy. But if you're looking for, if you're really in a pickle because you have a bunch of injuries, maybe Payne Barber might be worth it for you because of the, the touchdowns he will be able to get your team. Okay, great point. Do we want to move on to wide receivers? Are we ready uh, for it?
0: Yeah, I'm ready for it. All right. Sure. We're going to start with <laughs> Classic moves, sure. We're going to start with Anthony this time. Anthony, hit us with one of your waiver wire wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I don't know how available he is in everybody's leagues, but um, I think he's definitely worth a pickup. Jameson Crowder. He oh, is – Oh, great call. My two receivers, my second one, if none of you take him, are – Two boring options. Jamison Crowder is not an exciting player, but he will be heavily targeted because the Jets are terrible and they need somebody to throw the ball to. Le'Veon Bell is gone, so those targets are up in the air as well. Um, Yeah, Jamison Crowder is like a sure thing. So, he's again, he's not going to get 21 points for you every week, but I think uh, with being in a half PPR league or even in a PPR league, He'll, he'll get you your 10 points just based on the amount of receptions he gets.
0: He has what we in the industry call a high floor, the floor being the, the lowest you can score on average, and, and so he has a high floor. And, uh, yeah, you're right, Anthony, 13 targets, seven receptions for 115 yards, and a TD this week. So definitely a, a very good pickup.
2: Moose, hit us with your first wide receiver. Uh, I'm going with Paris Campbell. Yeah, you are. He was on my I list. Think, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely someone you want to pick up. Uh, you know, last season, he was supposed to have a breakout, had every injury under the sun. Coming into this season, he got into a car accident. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's been a long <laughs> road to see what this guy can do. And uh, he had a pretty good showing on uh, on Sunday. And uh, as we've mentioned a few times, T.Y. Hilton's health is always in question. And I think if if T.Y. goes down at some point, Paris Campbell could easily, um, you know, he could have a really good season.
0: Yes, I I 100% agree. He clearly looked like the number two, and he has the potential to be the number one with the Colts. So that's a very good option there. Well, on my list, um, hopefully you've already rostered this person because you listened to my sleeper pick on our sleeper episode uh, pre-season starting. But Alan Lazard... Uh, and I will slash that with Marquise Valdez Scantling. Um, both those guys were hot this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers went off against the Vikings. Um, you know, it's up to you to decide who you really think that number two is, but I still think Lazard's going to be the guy. And uh, if he's available, I would go out there and snag Alan Lazard as a wide receiver waiver wire option. What do you guys Do you guys think Lazard or, or MVS? Lazard. Lazard. Okay, there we go. So MVS outscored him this week and out targeted him, but yeah, I think was. But in all
1: fairness, I think uh, in most of my leagues, at least Alan Lazard is available in none, and Valdis scantling is available in almost almost all. all. There you go. So I think uh, the chances of you getting Alan Lazard is less likely. Less likely than Marcus. If he's there, like if you have Fab, dish out the Fab, not all of it. But, uh, you know, maybe put in a few bucks for, uh, because I believe you can make a uh, a waiver request for two players and dropping one player in whichever one's on your priority, like first priority. Yes, at least, in sleeper. And like, least yeah. in sleeper. At least in Sleeper, which we encourage
0: everyone to switch to because it's it's the best platform. Yeah, you can absolutely make multiple claims and then prioritize them. Even if you make the same bid amount uh, with Fab, you can prioritize right. them. Oh, we'll run from Philip Lindsay there Anthony just saying
1: <laughs> all right uh, Anthony, who's your second? my second um, yeah my second is it's 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 another boring one but I'm gonna say Willie Sneed and the only reason and he's not okay he's not one to prioritize on the list of people you need to pick up but the reason why I say Willie Sneed is I believe everybody forgot about him in baltimore the receiving core is kind of like there's no true number 1 like marquise brown is the guy but he's a big play guy he's not a he's not going to get the ball the most from game to game i think Willie sneed is going to have some games like this like where he scores 14 fantasy points like he's going to be td like he's going to need that TD to kind of launch him into like your, your flex position. But I think you can't forget about Willie Snead. He's there. He's a big target. He's got good hands. Uh, I think uh, at least keep him on your watch list.
0: That's fair. And uh, yeah, Willie Sneed he was four for four as targets with that TD four for four,
1: 64 yards and a TD. Yeah. That's not,
0: not too shabby. shabby. Moose. Who's your second wide receiver waiver wire?
1: I've,
2: I've got another watch list guy. Uh, for sure, 100% available in everyone's league. Uh, this is a guy I think you want to pick up this week. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. Okay. Uh, for, for many of the same reasons that we said you should pick up Nicole Hardman, uh, Sammy Watkins had his traditional week one uh, explosive game. <laughs> that we don't and, see uh, continuing for long, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, who knows what could happen there. But things to note is that Demarcus Robinson was targeted twice in the end zone. He dropped both of them. We'll uh, chalk that up to rustiness. But uh, he's obviously, um, you know, going to be a target in Kansas City, high-powered offense. So I definitely think he's someone um, you want to look to to picking up for the next
1: few weeks. Oh, Oh, how the mind can change. About what? Do, uh, uh, do, do you not recall you like really emphasizing he was cut? He's not relevant. He, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's Michael
2: Hardman. He, yeah, but yeah, well, hold on. No, no, I, I'm not, I, I'm not taking any of that back. <laughs> I, I said for the same reasons that I would suggest taking Michael Hardman is the same reasons you take to Marcus Robinson. I, I still think this offense has a lot to offer, and I think they're going to change the script from week to week, but. I mean, you get targeted twice in the end zone, it's it's someone to look at, you know, Yeah. if we're, if we're talking waivers.
1: Yeah, but like we said, well, I guess another guy that you can uh, kind of tack on to your, to your receiver there is Sammy Watkins. I see that he's available in a couple leagues of mine as well, so kind of like how Dave paired uh, the two Green Bay guys. You can add in, throw in Sammy Watkins there because we've also said on a previous episode that from week to week the receivers will change, like, like even Tyreek Hill was less of a factor last game, some points in the game. So like each game is going to be different for each of these receivers. But like you said, uh, he could be a watch list guy. Yeah, totally agree
0: with that. And I'll hit you guys with my second wide receiver uh, waiver wire pick. And that is Robbie Anderson of the Carolina Panthers of uh, should be available in, in quite a few leagues. Um, it, you know he, this is a guy who was playing on the jets for his whole career and again uh anthony how do you feel about the jets and adam, Gase? Uh, <laughs> adam my listeners, is
1: an idiot
0: <laughs> so that may have affected his production a little bit because we all knew he had the talent he's super fast and he broke out in his first game again he's playing against the raiders defense which is not super strong um and he's probably more of a big play kind of guy but he did get eight targets uh, very close to DJ Moore's nine. DJ Moore, you know, should still probably be the lead guy, but Anderson's going to have a role in this offense. And he, uh, he was six receptions for 115 yards in the TD. So if he's available, definitely a good option. Go pick up Robbie Anderson. Good. Any comments on that? I'm good with it.
1: Good. We're flying. We did the RBs and wide receivers. Uh, you guys want to go tight end or QB next? Uh, j- wait, I just want to say something. So I have, I, I saw this on uh, Instagram today. Um, Mike Greenberg, um, I guess he's a writer, uh, said something about Adam Gaze. If I am fortunate enough to have a grandchild who wants to play youth football, I wouldn't hire Adam Gaze to coach that team. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah. V- oh, he, <laughs> he works for the getup.
0: Okay. Well, you know, he might not be wrong. <laughs> in yeah. case. Plus, like, I mean, you want an NFL guy coaching youth? I mean, it's a whole different game. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Coaching fundamentals Alright, let's go So tight end or QB, Moose, you pick What are you more excited about?
2: Um,
1: Neither, really
2: <laughs> okay. but, I think tight I ends
1: will be more relevant Because <laughs> of the injuries, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. let's enough. go to tight end Because we got
2: that George Kittle injury
0: Alright, so let's go tight end uh, Who wants to lead off?
2: Uh, I, I, sure I mean I Dallas Goddard, I guess Although I'm not sure I'm not sure that's a that's definitely not going to be an every week thing.
0: Um, I think uh, Dallas Goddard's a big if he's available in your leagues. I think he's not available in quite a few leagues, but if he's available, I would definitely pick up Dallas Goddard. Here's the thing. The thing to mention is, uh, first of all, Ertz saw very few targets and Ertz is in contract talks right now. He doesn't have a contract after this season. He saw Kittle and Kelsey get those huge contract extensions, and then he want, he wanted his. And apparently, contract talks have not been going well to the point where it's been a little bit. Uh, there's been some disgruntlement or some up, they've been upset, both parties. So, the Philadelphia Eagles could legitimately be thinking about life without Zach Ertz. Like they might trade him or not re-sign him and go with Dallas Goddard. So, I think Goddard, you're right, Moose, is a totally legitimate option for a pickup.
1: Anthony, you agree? Oh, I totally agree. Okay. He's the number one tight end to to go for because there, uh, like, I don't think anybody started David and but there was the Kittle injury, Njoku injury, and Blake Jarwin. Yep. Um. Yeah.
2: Well, those are big. Uh, yeah. OJ o. Howard was going to be my other one. well. well yeah. Okay. Okay. Can you let one of us. Talk yeah, you're now? Yeah. All yeah. the good well, ones. Or, know, you, guys, yeah. you guys stopped talking. <laughs> there was like a pause. Nobody was <laughs> saying anything. So. So, who's just gonna rattle off all the options? Anthony, hit us, well, hit us. I mean, there's only there's only so many tight ends. I mean, you know, I mean, you kind of just yeah. take the
1: top guys. But, but but it's not only injuries that play a factor in maybe picking up a new tight end. Like, uh, I don't think like if you drafted be... Hayden Hurst or something, you might want to yeah, exactly search on the
2: waiver wire. So... Oh,
0: gosh, okay.
2: <laughs> just just giving you a hard time.
0: What if he traded Benny Snell for Hayden Hurst? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ouch. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know people. I guess you can't overreact on tight ends because these middle of the pack tight ends like uh, Herndon and uh, Gusecki, Um Who else? Who else is in that category? Like Oh, Joni Smith playing right now. Gronkowski. Like Gronk. for, for all you people that drafted Gronk early and thought that he was going to be the old Gronk. You saw that OJ Howard had the targets. Like, I think Gronk is going to be more of a, dis- a distraction, but OJ Howard will get the targets. So, if you have Gronk on your team, try and exchange him for OJ Howard. Um, Anthony, just I, I can't remember if this was on air or not, but I,
2: I think I said something about this for the Tampa what? Bay offense and Gronkowski. But
1: uh, I I was yeah, but I was I was never pro Gronkowski. I was week I, one. you were the one that was pro Gronkowski over Evans in the red zone. <laughs> so I I said Evans, you said Gronk. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Oh there. man, we're yeah, getting all I, fired I also said up he, here. I
2: also said he was he was struggling. He I mean
1: Okay, but I
2: never I never pushed Gronk. But neither did I. I just said he could be a factor, but it's it wasn't looking great.
0: Yeah, well, and the Tampa offense didn't look great uh, well, this, if you're this week, red zone, but...
1: Who got the red zone touchdown? Mike Evans. Boom. I win week one. Yeah. And O.J. Howard. And didn't O.J. Howard get a touchdown? No, but I'm comparing to Gronk. It was your Gronk versus Evans saying no, I that... Evan- to
2: do. I, I've had nothing to do. I hate... I, I called Gronk being uh, done years ago.
0: Yeah, it was sort of in passing. Moose was really saying Evans is going to be... uh, More of a bust, and you know, Gronk could have runs on targets, blah blah blah. It was in passing, but still, Uh, Moose was big on the Tampa Bay offense not doing well this year and concerned about Brady. But let's just keep it in check. They're playing New Orleans Saints, the future Super Bowl champions. So let's keep it in check. It's a really good team that they're playing against. We'll see how things roll out. Okay.
1: So you're going with OJ Howard. Anthony is yours. Yeah, to, to exchange Gronk and then any of those like. Blake Jarwin's and Njoku's. Yeah, so he was on
0: my list as well. Um, So those would be two top ones for me. And then, I mean, if TJ Hawkinson's available, I doubt he is. That'd be a good pickup. Um, And then probably Austin Hooper. Now that Njoku's out, I think Hooper will be uh, back to serviceable
1: status if he's available in your well, I don't think he's available. I think Njoku was on the waiver wires, and everybody yeah. was freaking out when he had the better week. But uh, don't what do you guys freak think out of, about uh, What do you
0: guys think of the old guys, Jimmy Graham or Greg Olson?
2: Are I, they on I mean, I said it yesterday. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, Greg for Olson for Seattle. They love their tight
1: ends, and, uh, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson will hit him. But yeah, but I think Jimmy Graham is the more sure thing because there are three tight ends in uh, Seattle, and I, I think, think even four. I
0: think might they even four. be four. Yeah, Yes. Yeah,
1: G- like yeah. what I like about Jimmy Graham, he was targeted seven times. So yeah, he, you want to look he, for volume with tight ends.
0: You definitely want to look it. for volume. If there was someone who got one reception that was a TD and they're like, oh, pretty good points, you got like ten points. No, 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 no. Look for someone who got a lot of targets. Agreed. All right, anything else for tight ends, gentlemen? Nah. Nah, nah. Let's go QBs. So uh, here, I want to hear first waiver wire pickup. And then in addition, if you want to throw out a streamer for next week, um, so someone that's not necessarily, so a waiver wire pickup would be someone you're picking up, hopefully to have for a little while or even the rest of the season. But a streamer could be someone just for next week that you want to pick up to, to play in your lineup. If you guys have any of those, feel free to hit us with that.
2: I don't know. I think if you're trying to waiver a quarterback in week two, you probably drafted Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: or, you, but... <laughs> or you were of the strategy of waiting on QB, and yeah. you waited until I... <laughs> very late, and you're, gonna, you're waiting to see what, what's happening, and now you're in a position yeah. to pick someone up.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could say one person in general, because I, I think most of the quarterbacks on the waiver wire, I mean, they're, they're, they're close, and it really depends on, on your league I, you know, of who got picked up, but I I think you could, there should be plenty of quarterbacks who are going to do well. I I don't think you can go wrong unless you pick something completely absurd. Well, I feel like
0: you you could go wrong, but also if I were to direct people uh, one way or another, uh, if I had to pick a waiver wire pickup, someone that you could keep on your roster and could end up being a very good quarterback, it would be Joe Burrow um if you know he's probably rostered in quite a few leagues but if he's not i think he proved he definitely is more than capable he showed his legs with that rushing td and they were playing a very i think a very solid chargers defense and he led them down the field to put them in position to win the game so uh, and aj green looked like he's healthy so i think joe burrow would be a fantastic waiver wire pickup this week and you could you could use him for most of the season
1: anthony I'm with Gardner, the man, Minshew, Roman. <laughs> yeah, he's available. To grab him. Yeah, um, he's not available I'm, in our leagues, guys. Because I
2: have him. Yeah. But but I, but, it, but again, for our beginner listeners, don't just grab a quarterback.
0: Because we're the said sake grab of grabbing him. one. Yeah. Yes, if you like, like if you a have a Dak Prescott or, or Russell Wilson, don't feel the need to go get
1: Gardner Minshew. So so these are for the people that. Um, I guess had the same, that have this similar draft strategy to me where you wait on QBs. Right. Like, in a league, I drafted Jared Goff. If you feel, like, I felt that Jared Goff is going to have a better year than last year. His week one was a bit rough. Um, So, if if you're like, ah, damn, like, I took a shot on him and you're overreacting and you want to change it up. I wouldn't say drop Jared Goff just yet, but... I would say more for players like that, look for a streamer. And I think Gardner and Minshew is a good pickup in general to be a starter and a streamer. He will, They will play from behind um, most of the season. So he's going to be airing the ball out a lot. And the fact that he had to do it last game and they ended up winning and he had zero interceptions. 19 for
0: 20. Oh, man. Yeah. Stop not believing in this guy. I, I He's awesome. Now, just keep in mind, they're playing the Tennessee Titans next week on the road. I don't know if the I don't even know if being on the road matters as much with no crowds, but something to factor in they have to travel. Um, and the Tennessee Titans, as far as this first game looks like, their defense oh, is, is pretty true. solid. So yeah. for next week, he might not be the best streaming option, but in general, he's a good pickup. Right. Um, as long, okay, so that's fair, your fair. your vote. If we're doing streamers, um, it's funny you mentioned Jared Goff. He did not have a good first uh, week. And again, we think that, you know, had he had two touchdowns to bump him up, I think I misspoke on yesterday's podcast. You know, most leagues, it's four points for a, a passing TD, so I think it would have bumped him up to 17 points um, yeah. instead of nine, which he had. You know, 17, decent, not great, but would have been a lot more respectable. Um, but Jared Goff, I think, has a, a great matchup next week, and as <laughs> I think he's definitely going to put a couple in the end zone um, because he's playing. Oh, hold on, let me find it. I lost it. Uh, he's playing the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles <laughs> did not look good. They look like just uh, a shadow of themselves uh, this past week, losing to the Washington Washington's Roman numeral 2. You're welcome this. So I think Jared Goff's a good streaming option for this week, to be honest.
1: Hmm. And I guess that to, to remove Minshew from my streamer, I would say Kirk Cousins. They're playing um, Indianapolis next week. Like we just spoke about Garner, the man Minshew, Roman numeral 2. And uh, he had about 20 points last week, and Kirk Cousins had 22 against Green Bay. So I think Kirk Cousins can have another productive week. He'll have to throw the ball because their D is terrible, and teams will score on them. So. Yeah, their
0: defense, Minnesota's defense, clearly not as good as uh, as in past years. Yeah, Moose, do you have a streamer for us?
2: Um, are you good? No, I, th- I think I'm good.
0: Okay, well, if I were to throw one more in, in, in your stead – I might go uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for the San Francisco 49ers on the sole fact that they're playing the Jets and the Jets suck. So if you want to stream Jimmy G next week uh, or this week, it could be a good option. All right. What about, uh, let's just take a look at next week's lineups, guys and just hit uh, our listeners with some potential defense streamers. This is the position that people stream probably the most frequently is defense and kicker. You know, if you have one of the premier defenses, you probably want to keep them, uh, you know, the whole year, the San Francisco 49ers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens of the world. But if you don't, um, then you can always switch in and out as the season goes on. So are there any defenses that you're eyeing as streaming options for this week, gentlemen?
2: Yeah, as as previously mentioned, I'd say the New York Giants playing against Chicago. Oh, really?
0: Against Anthony's favorite Chicago Bears, eh?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, seeing what they did to Big Ben, I think they should have no problem... Uh, Shutting well, they, down Tr- Trubisky, they,
0: they they let up twenty six points. I don't know if they shut him down. Well,
2: they, they definitely gave him a hard time.
0: Okay, um, and you know, Mitch Mitch looked okay in that second half of the of the game last weekend against the Detroit Lions. And I I went I just want to point out on yesterday's podcast, Moose, you claimed that uh, the throw was all Anthony Miller there towards the end, the winning touchdown catch. And I went yeah. back and looked at the highlights because I missed it. That was a perfectly thrown ball, to Anthony yeah, thank Miller. Thank you. It was and other people on, on a, a string. string. <laughs> it,
1: so, like I, I, all Moose he had to do, glasses. he was
0: in stride. Just had to reach out a little bit, and it fell right into his hands. You can't throw a ball more, even better than that. So that was not <laughs> Anthony Miller. That was that was a great throw by Mitch Trubisky. So good for him.
1: Um.
0: Yeah. Other defenses, Anthony.
1: Yeah. So I know they didn't do well week one, but. I'm going to go with the L.A. Rams against Philadelphia because Philadelphia's uh, front uh, offensive line. They lost uh, someone else. They
0: lost Lane Johnson. They lost a tackle. So So, already they had injury. Um, It was a a guard that went down. Now they have Lane Johnson gone. They're in trouble. Yeah, big time. Aaron Donald's going to And Boston Scott didn't look good or wasn't used very well. Miles Sanders is hurt. So, Oh, Oh, gosh, Aaron Donald. Shit. Shoot, don't swear. Oh, <laughs> family podcast, Anthony. Um, no, our, our podcast, no, we're, uh, we're I said this last pod. time,
2: every episode is marked as uh, explicit. Yeah, right. we do talk about uh, and stuff. Melvin Gordon oh, go just
1: fumbled. <laughs> That's why I swore. Because <laughs> I got Philip
0: Lindsay in the beer bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, but as it stands right now, because um, I'm kind of looking at the stats for the game. Oh, crap, I lost it. We'll, uh, uh, I'll, we'll, I'll give you an update on the fantasy points yeah. there. All right, all
0: right. All right. Um, so on my end, I think the Rams are a great choice against the Eagles. On my end, listen, we talked about how bad the Browns are. They put a oh, the I was Baltimore just Ravens. Say who's
2: playing the Browns?
0: Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens put up 38 points on them. Yes, it's the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best teams in the league. But Sincere. until the Browns prove that they're good, which could be never, then it, whoever's playing the Browns could be a good option. And this week, it's the Cincinnati Bengals who also looked pretty good against the Chargers as a defense. They're a much-improved defense. So, you know what? That would be a great option. Pick up the Bengals' defense against well, yeah. Baker Mayfield and the Browns.
2: I was re-looking I was re-looking at the teams, and sometimes Buffalo is available in most leagues. That's but, crazy. Uh, no. You think yeah. so? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, rare. Rare, but sometimes. But they're playing Miami, so that's... Yeah. That's I uh, mean, if uh, the Bills are available
0: and, and you don't have... The Steelers, the 49ers, the Ravens. Pick up the Bills' defense, man. Like, smokes. Another option, I'll throw one more out Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think they're going to completely dismantle. Who are they playing again No, mm -hmm, The Chargers. And the Chargers' offense looked like meek, look meek. Tyra Taylor didn't look great, or Tyra Taylor. Um, I think the Kansas City Chiefs' defense are a good pickup this
1: week as well. And that's it. Um, just a little update. So our beer bet is the most exciting beer bet I think we have. <laughs> Philip Lindsay has 1.9 fantasy points, four carries, 19 yards. Melvin Gordon, because of the fumble, went down to 0.3 fantasy points, but he was also at four <laughs> carries, but 21 yards and one reception for two yards. So Melvin Gordon was ahead before So he they fumbled. both suck right now is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, but I, in all fairness, both teams are sucking fantasy wise right now. Corey yes. Davis is the highest scoring guy in the game right now, fantasy wise. Yeah, he, never he a good has sign. has more than both quarterbacks as more well. More than Noah Fant. Uh, no, oh, Noah
0: Fantastic caught a touchdown. Let house. me
1: scroll down to the tight ends. Oh yes, my uh, correction. And Noah I, Fant is the highest. Yeah,
0: and I believe Noah Fant again is rostered in most leagues, but uh, it could be. A sleeper option as Derrick Henry almost scores a touchdown. There has um, someone already
2: has somebody already coined the nickname Mister Fantastic. Can can we can that be? A I thing? believe
0: another another podcast that shall shall remain nameless has popularized Noah Fantastic. So oh, I don't okay. I don't think yeah. we really can. Yeah yeah yeah, but that's okay. All right, so that about does it for that. The last thing we want to talk about is set up uh, next Thursday night's game because we won't be able to to speak to our listeners before then because the next podcast that we will air will be Friday morning. Um, Of course, this one airing initially on a Wednesday morning. So, gentlemen, let's set up uh, next week's Thursday night match for our viewers, our listeners, and that is the aforementioned Bengals versus Browns. So we talked about starting the Bengals defense as an option, we talked about Joe Burrow as a potential waiver wire pickup, and I think he's a great option against the Browns. Um, is there anyone else, you know, start him, sit him uh, for Bengals and Browns that you want to bring
1: to our listeners' attention? Hmm. I, I, <sighs> I, mean, I f- Yeah, I know I talk a lot of crap about Odell Beckham, but I think Odell Beckham will have a good week this week. So do put him in your lineup. I think Landry will as well. So he might be a good flex option if you have some injuries on your team. Potential uh, bounce
0: back week for Chubb. I mean, you're starting Chubb. If you drafted yeah. Chubb, you're starting him either way, but should be hopefully a bounce back week for him. And Joe Mixon. You're looking to bounce back this week as well, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, certainly the Baltimore running. The Baltimore has the be- had the best running game in the league last year, but they looked good against the Browns. Hopefully Joe Mixon can put it together against them. Are you worried about AJ Green?
1: Um, what about Tyler Boyd in this matchup? Oh boy, uh, I would say uh, keep Boyd on your bench for now until you see a productive week from him. Yeah, uh, AJ Green though, fire away. I mean, you probably
0: drafted him around in a, as one of your Marquis de la mid round selections, and uh, yeah.
1: he looked good. He looked good, so fire away with AJ Green. Yeah. Also, if you guys are watching, or yeah, we're not live, so it doesn't matter. But uh... <laughs> it's not live, Anthony. <laughs> A, a tight end vultured, another tight end to it, uh, Pruitt, sorry, Pruitt, vultured yeah. a tight uh, touchdown from Jonu Smith. Jonu so. Smith,
0: yeah. So unfortunately, the breakout season for Jonu is still on hold. Yep. For now. And we're in the second quarter. <laughs> All right. So that's the uh, stardom sit for Cincy versus Cleveland. And uh, what about Baker Mayfield, if you're Baker Mayfield owner? No. you starting him? Yeah. No, no, no.
2: You're, you're wavering.
0: We've been over this. Right. So you're, you're dropping him? <laughs> oh, that yeah. Big time. Um, yeah.
2: I think, yeah. Uh, I think he's another uh, until he proves himself. I mean, uh, I don't know why you'd risk it. There's, uh, there's better mean, quarterbacks yeah. on the waiver wire.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately. Man, whoever drafted Baker Mayfield in that dynasty league. What a dummy. <laughs> it's this it's this podcaster <laughs> that was two years ago after his awesome rookie season well right.
1: you redeemed yourself with a pickup of gardner the man yeah i picked you? up the mustache uh, i know I, I put so much fab on
0: uh to get the mustache jordan if you're listening i'm sorry man i outbid him by one dollar oh, last year to pick no. up gardner Minshew. i know but his team's awesome so he's fine yeah all right any shout outs guys before we uh we head out
1: Oh, what episode are we at? 18? Nineteen. So, public, we will have a new intro music for episode 20. So get ready for that. Ooh, no baby. more yeah, off drums for our intro. It'll sound
2: yeah. awesome. Awesome. Also, we know that we've, we've had some, some feedback that we're helping people win their weeks, but uh, we do encourage you to tell your friends as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, maybe find you can always find some friends not in your league, or even just like once you get a head start. Feel free to to mention us to other people in your league. Um, yeah,
2: we'd 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 appreciate that. <laughs>
0: Spread the yeah. word
2: and send us send us feedback. Send us a friendly email, three B at Gmail dot com.
1: Yes. Yeah, or on oh, Twitter, and, uh, or on Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. Also, since we the next time we'll be recording will be Thursday night, which will be released Friday. Uh, keep an eye out for our posts on Instagram and Twitter. If there are any changes um, as far as injuries, uh, we will update you through there up until the podcast. Yeah, and so far it doesn't look
0: like there's any waiver wire pickups from Denver or Tennessee, except their defenses maybe. Um, but if anybody goes off in the second half, we'll post about it uh, yeah. on on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Well, gentlemen, this was fun. Um looking forward to I uh, kinda sucks that now we have two days to wait before football, but uh looking forward to, to Thursday night and uh and our next podcast.
2: Um, As always, I, have so- oh. I have something I have oh. something to say.
0: Okay. Ooh. It's
2: not it's not two days without football. It's two days to go through your waiver picks. Yes. These are the best two days. Fair. But you get you gotta get your waiver most leagues, you gotta get your waiver picks in
0: uh
2: Tuesday. Yeah, by Tuesday night. Well, it's like Wednesday at night. 3 in the morning. Sure, <laughs> which is crazy. That That's too late. We can change that. but um, Well, it yeah. depends on your league because Yahoo Yahoo you can't change it. It uh, goes by really? Pacific time.
0: Good yeah. old Yahoo. Uh, the Pacific. Mm. So the Yahoos were founded in the Pacific. Speaking of Pacific, just want to shout out to, if we have anyone... Uh, we do have some listeners on the west coast, and the wildfires right now in in on the west coast are just crazy. So I, we hope all our U.S. listeners are and west coast listeners are safe um, and hopefully unaffected by by the wildfires. But they're insane, like to the point where the smoke from the wildfires have drifted all the way up to uh, where we are here in British Columbia. And we've had to cancel all outdoor activities because the smoke is so thick. It's the highest risk uh, category of air quality. So really hope everyone's okay uh, on the West Coast, those who listen to us. And that's it. Anything else, guys? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, we will see you next
1: time. Ciao.